1934 and a young actor by the name of Alec Guinness makes his debut on the London stage at the Playhouse Theatre. During the 1950s, the Playhouse Theatre would be used by the BBC to broadcast The Goon Show. In January 1963, the still relatively unknown Beatles appeared on the BBC radio show The Saturday Club, hosted by Brian Matthew. Between then and January of the following year, the Beatles would record 13 sessions at the Playhouse, more than they did at any other venue. Its location, Northumberland Avenue. I'm Danny Hurst, and Monopoly was a Christmas ritual when I was growing up. We'd play it on Christmas Day and at no other time during the year whatsoever. In fact, until I moved to London, I'd never heard Northumberland Avenue mentioned outside of a game of Monopoly. One of the lesser-known thoroughfares on the London Monopoly board, Northumberland Avenue was built on the site of Northumberland House, the London home of the Percy family, the elders of which from the 16th century became the Dukes of Northumberland. The Percy family themselves came to Britain with the Norman Conquest, the most well-known member being Henry Percy V, Shakespeare's Harry Hotspur. Hotspur was the nickname the Scots gave him due to his speed of attack. Hotspur lived in North London and his descendants owned land around Tottenham Marshes where the local football team's first ground was, hence the name Tottenham Hotspur. So where is Northumberland Avenue then? The most expensive of the pink properties in 1936, this street runs from the Thames Embankment near Charing Cross to Trafalgar Square. It isn't a particularly long street and doesn't have a great deal of exciting things going on there, hence its modern value by comparison not being quite as much as it is, uh, as it was. Though it is still pricey, it's slightly less than its face value would suggest in comparison to the two other pink squares. At the river, Northumberland Avenue faces Hungerford Bridge, also known as the Charing Cross Bridge, with the Golden Jubilee walkways on either side. At this end are the Whitehall Gardens, which stretch from the bridge to the floating pub, the Tattershall Castle. On the corner of the bridge is a memorial to possibly London's greatest unsung hero, Sir Joseph Bazalgette, the guy who designed London's sewerage system, thus improving public health on an epic scale. Northumberland Avenue was built to accommodate hotels, hence its value in 1936. In the 19th century, the building regulations stipulated that hotels were to be built no higher than the width of the carriageway upon which they stood, hence Northumberland Avenue being extremely wide. However, by the 1930s, competition from hotels in Piccadilly and Park Lane saw the closure of several of Northumberland Avenue's hotels. The former Grand Hotel, 
Well, which is next door to the Nigerian High Commission, is now an events-hosting venue for numerous corporations, while the former Metropole went through several changes of use, including at one time the home of the Ministry of Defence. It continued to serve as a government building before reopening again as a hotel in 2011 as the Corinthia. The former Hotel Victoria, once the second largest hotel in London, is now partly student accommodation for the London School of Economics, though it is probably well above the budget of most students, I'd imagine. Edison House, the UK headquarters of Thomas Edison, used to occupy Northumberland Avenue. Numerous 19th century figures, including the Prime Minister William Gladstone, had their voices recorded here for, posteri for posterity, while Northumberland Avenue and its 19th century hotels finds its way into several Sherlock Holmes stories. Because of this, during the 1950s, the Northumberland Arms pub along the street was renamed the Sherlock Holmes and continues to attract tourists who come to look at its collection of Sherlock-related memorabilia. Now, as we've established in the game of Monopoly on the London Monopoly board, Northumberland Avenue is the most expensive of the pink squares, valued at £160, which, according to the Bank of England, today is £9,342.41. It appears to have dropped in value over the years compared to Pall Mall. SDL auctions say the sale of several flats at between three and four hundred thousand on Northumberland Avenue have brought the house prices down. Nowadays, according to Zoopla, the average price of a sold property in the last year was a mere 2,100,000, which in 1936, when the game came out, was £35,965 and a penny. Yes, Northumberland Avenue has really gone downhill lately. Rent-wise, if you land on somebody else's Northumberland Avenue with no property, you are looking at paying t what was £12 in 1936. Today would cost you £700.68p. The £60 rent with one house would now cost you £3,503.40. With two at £180, you would pay £10,510.21. With three at £500, you're looking at a rent bill of £29,195.4p. With four at £700, the rent jumps up to £40,873.05p, while with a hotel at 900 that will set you back at £52,551.07p. 
Next episode, we are going to go back into the public sector and we are going to North London to visit the second railway station on the board, the pronunciation problem for many, Marylebone. I've been Danny Hurst and you have been listening to Unusual Histories, the Monopoly series. Thank you so much for your attention and may your particular God bless you. Thank you.